Hello, everyone. Welcome to the eTech Leadership Table. This is a podcast where we invite you to pull up a chair, grab a cup of coffee, and join us as we tackle some remarkable discussions on everything leadership. I'm Melissa Wood. I'm your host. I'm the Dean of Leadership Development at eTech Global Services. Hello, podcasters. Welcome to the eTech Leadership Table, a podcast with four leaders by leaders. And today I have to say, I have my most favorite people in the whole entire world uh, with me at the leadership table today. So I want to welcome them. I hope you you guys will welcome them as well. Just some wonderful human beings and some of the most intelligent business professionals in the industry. So welcome, Maya. Everybody wave at Maya. Hello, Maya. He's the director of eTech Leadership Development uh, Training and a, a genius when it comes to all things coaching and communication. And welcome, Chelsea Ridling. Hello. That'd be Chelsea in pink. Oh, all of us are in pink. There you have it. Uh, Chelsea is a corporate trainer and she is, her niche, I think, is engagement virtually. So you'll, that goes with our topic today. And our very own Dr. Veronica Chimney is on here and she's our executive uh, human resources professional and she oversees all things leadership and human resources at eTech and just a brilliant mind when we talk about people and learning. So I, I want to have you uh, all know who's on our at our table today and for you to know that we have podcasters around the world that are pulling up a chair, grabbing their favorite drink, and we're just going to sit around like we normally do and we're going to have a real casual conversation on this topic. Are you ready? The topic is, am I fit to work remotely? Now, hold on a second. Some of you are like, yes, yes, yes. And some of you should be like, no, no, no. Not everybody is fit to work remotely, okay? Just because you want to doesn't mean you should. And, um, you know, I had that saying with uh, with my boys. You know, I have, I have two boys. And I said, just because you can doesn't mean you should. There's a lot of things you can do, but it doesn't mean you should do. So we're going to dive into that topic today. Pull up, you know, pull up your chair. Relax at the table. I got to ask first because, you know, when we're at the leadership table, you all know we talk about what did you pull up to snack on or drink on today? So we'll start with you, Mike. Tell our podcasters. What do you have? Are you drinking anything today? My chamomile tea. Chamomile tea. Well, chamomile tea is very good. It's very relaxing, right? I think uh, maybe I should start drinking chamomile tea. That's a good idea. So <laughs> mine's all the way in India. And I know as we're at the time, you know, in podcast world, we know no time. We know no days. But Mike's actually staying up late for this. So he's probably drinking chamomile tea so he can go to sleep afterwards and dr chimney what are you drinking you always drinking something healthy and unique what are you drinking today? i i am drinking folgers blended blend coffee with a okay. of a lemon so lemon juice and then the the lemon is actually inside and it's just kind of floating around it's delicious she's she's the it's only delicious. person i know puts lemon in her coffee so i just met with uh a, a brilliant gentleman this morning and he was drinking s'mores coffee at the leadership round table so i thought i love s'mores i love coffee those two are married i'm in love i think that's wonderful i think that's wonderful and chelsea every time i meet with chelsea she's always drinking some something wonderful so what do you got today chelsea a hto sweet peach ginger tea 
We teach Ginger Pee. And yeah, let me just say, I know she's got it. I know she's got it in that little cup, but I do know she buys it by the gallon. So <laughs> there, there you have it. So that you know. Well, well, well. As I'm drinking this morning, I'm drinking a strawberry banana smoothie with green tea. Oh. Hmm. So that'll give me all the energy. That hey, you act like that doesn't take. That's the same thing that Misha said to me today. She's like, that sounds disgusting, but it's really good and it gives me energy because we all know that's what I need. Okay, question is, am I fit to work remotely? So when you're everybody podcasters, they know the rules of this leadership uh, table podcast. You better be taking notes. I don't care if you're taking them on a tablet. I don't care if you're on an old school chalkboard or you're writing them down with a pen, pencil, your favorite, whatever, but you gotta be taking notes. If you're not taking notes, basically you're just gonna be a hearer of it and not a doer of it. And we wanna take the learnings and we wanna do something with it. So here's how you should learn this today. You learn it in three ways. You hear what the person says, you understand what the person means, and then you do something with it. So what's it say? What's it mean? What do I do? If you will attack everything like that when you're learning something, what's it say? What's it mean? What do I do? That's a little nugget from Melissa because we got to do something with our knowledge. Otherwise, we're just a library of knowledge. We're not a river flowing. We got to do something with it. So am I fit to work remotely? We're going to ask five quiz questions. So we're going to ask, we're going to look at five areas and you're going to have to pass this test to see if you're qualified or those you lead are qualified to work remotely. Number one, get this thing going. You got to have, do I have self-motivation? You got to be self-motivated to work remotely. Am I self-motivated? And so Dr. Chimney, what do you think about this area of self-motivation when, when we're trying to quiz ourselves on working remotely? Wow. Melissa, I think about the, our listeners. So there are some people listening in right now and some of them are actually in a work from home, they're working remote space, or they may have employees. They're leading a group of people, maybe hybrid. Some of them are working in brick and mortar. Some of them are working remotely. And so I, I love the question because not everybody, not everyone's gonna like my answer, but not everyone is equipped to work remotely. But then there are some individuals who are great, great at it. And I love self-motivation um, because the, the word that comes to mind when you when you ask the question was discipline. And I yeah. guess I would ask myself a second question or the, the audience, you could ask yourself a, a second question, which would be, am I disciplined enough? Am I dependable enough to work from home? Am I able to manage my time? Am I able to visualize what success looks like when I'm sitting you know, at my workstation and I'm ready to work and I'm giving a hundred percent, which makes me think of, am I willing to give a hundred percent in a remote situation? Because you don't have your supervisor standing, you know, to you on the right or the left. You may not even have peers. You won't have peers working around you. So are you going to be able to hold yourself accountable? Can I motivate, motivate myself to, to be there? And like to be there, meaning 100% be there. Um, I think all of those things are very important. Yeah, Am I enthusiastic way, enough? Yeah. 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 And, you know, I, you know, Dr. Chimney, I believe that you uh, are an expert in the field of discipline. 
right? And you don't wait for somebody to call you an, an expert, but you are an expert in the, in the area of discipline. Uh, you understand how very important it is to be disciplined personally and professionally. That's how you got your doctorate degree, you know, in this, in this area is being very disciplined. You're raising a family, you're an executive in an organization, uh, and I'm not just saying a small family, I'm saying a large family, right? And um, you're running a, 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 an organization across three countries, you know, and then you go for your doctorate during all of this. So you have to be disciplined. And some people I can just about imagine that got into the doctorate program, did not finish the doctorate program with you. That's correct. Although they, they were probably smart enough. They probably, uh, some even smarter, right? Than, than, than you, but they weren't disciplined enough to finish the program. So I think when we're looking at the question, am I fit to work remotely? You've got to be the self motivation is really self discipline. I think that's that's a good key to start with. So that's 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 perfect there. Okay, let's keep pushing it to number. We have five of them that we're going to chew up today on these questions. So we got the one down. All right, the second one. This is a big one. Oh, this is a big one. Is this, uh, the question is, do I have the communication skills needed to work remotely? The communication skills needed to work remotely. So Mike, I know that you and I have been working uh virtually actually we've never met in person we've really? never i've never like given him a high five or a, anything like we've had to work remotely and so we've had there's a there's a certain level of communication skills that are needed to be able to maintain a remote working relationship um can you kind of dive that into that a little bit and tell us what those are Absolutely. You know, when it comes to communication skills, the first thing that uh, we really want to think about is uh, your written skills and your verbal skills. Well, yes, you know, uh, everything revolves around that. But something that really, uh, you know, sets uh, the tone uh, when you work remotely is the face-to-face -face conversation you have with people. Uh, you know, when you're, when you're just looking at screens, when you're just looking at your names and you're communicating, you don't really... Uh, you, you, you know, 70% of communication is body language. You're not seeing that. You're not able to connect with people that way. So, you know, uh, the number one key thing, I think, uh, when it comes to communication skills that are really required uh, for working remotely is face-to-face -face conversation. Number two is uh, understanding uh, preferences. Uh, you know, uh, like for an example, I need to work with Melissa, I need to work with Chelsea, I need to work with Veronica. Uh, what is it that Veronica prefers? Does she does she prefer that you know I send her an email and then call her, or does she you know uh, is she okay if I do directly do a FaceTime call to her? What is the preference? If any, and if we understand the preference, it will uh, reduce that friction that we have between two people. And uh, you know to to sum it up, uh, everything around written communication, verbal communication, uh, understanding preferences, it surrounds. Uh, it all ties up with the three C's here and they are, uh, is your communication clear? Is your, is your communication consistent? Right? And do you have a conscience here? W what is it that you're really trying to achieve? And uh, when you have these three C's clear, it clarifies, uh, you know, uh, that communication part that is required to work from home. Beautiful. Absolutely. You know, um, E-Tech got, a lot of us have been working from home and working remotely, having relationships because we run all three different countries and, and we've got experience in it. But a lot of people in our organization, because of the pandemic, just like all of you probably in your businesses that are sitting at the table with us today, you were forced to work remotely, right? You, it was, 
we had no choice, right? In order to be able to survive, it was a survival to work remotely. And I believe that what we all saw is that we did, it looked like we were okay in the beginning because everyone was there and we still had relationships had already been established. We had communication patterns and it, it's almost like a maintenance on a ship. The ship still looks beautiful, but did you know every time a ship comes into port, it has to be painted every time it comes into port? Um, and so what happens is the ship's going out and it looks beautiful and everybody thinks it's okay, but every time it comes into port and you don't paint, it starts falling apart. And that's what we saw in this area of am I fit to work remotely? It looked like we were okay at first, but because it wasn't this proper maintenance of clarity, consistency, and consciousness, right? it started to fall apart. And it was very clear that some people's relationships at work were falling in home. We saw it at home too, because there was no three C's were not being met. So am I fit to work remotely? Self-motivation, Dr. Chimney talked about the discipline in that area. Communication skills, those three C's um, are on point. The face-to-face -face, uh, key, use your use your FaceTime. That is, that is a gift, right? And then, all right, number three, question if we're quizzing ourselves am i fit to work remotely do i have workspace environment right and so i've always loved chelsea's i think she should be an interior decorator because she's so good and she come just so you guys know she was a school teacher right and she had an environment you know how really in public education they spend an enormous amount of time so shout out to all my teachers that are sitting at the leadership table and in, in the education world they spent an enormous, and Dr. Chimney used to be a teacher as well. So my ex-mom is a principal over an institution. So she understands, but um, they spent an enormous amount of time making their environment as such that someone can learn in it for that age group, right? You guys remember what it was like going into your kindergarten class, what your teacher had there. And then what I remember a high school teacher that had you know, bean bags in class and my reading class, you know, they think about the environment they work in. They knew already before the work, the remote world hit, the importance of a work environment. So Chelsea, what are some things we need to consider when it comes to the work environment and working remotely? Yeah, absolutely. The, the workspace has um, always been a part of my passion, which is engagement. And that can just change your whole mindset. Um, just making sure that you have an environment that is cohesive to whatever you're doing, whether you're teaching an elementary school uh, group of kids or you are making sure that the dogs aren't barking, the babies aren't crying, whatever it is that's going on is separate from what you're doing um, right now. And so being present and making sure that you uh, can focus and you have the necessary things around you one of the be best things we can do for ourselves is focus on what's around us whether we're establishing a habit or trying to teach someone so i'll say right now i am technically in a closet in my house <laughs> um, and so what i've done is um i have two doors between me and everything else happening in my house, uh, whether it's my nine month old or dogs barking or whatever it is, because uh, we have a doggy door, they just go in and out. And so you'll hear them, but you can't hear them in here. When I close both of my doors, it's like soundproof in here. 
And so I had my, my husband build a little desk right here and um, just make a little barrier around here so I could have my printer and all of that stuff ready to go. But the biggest thing is having those two doors to block out distractions yeah. from what's going on. And I think with that environment, I also know I'm able to kind of cut things off. Like at five o'clock, I open this yep. door and I open the next door and I go out to my baby girl, pick her up and this is work. Like th this is yeah. work. This is home life. And if you're not able to do that, if you're not self-disciplined enough to do that, if you're not able to communicate that with your family, like don't, my babysitter knows, don't open this door. <laughs> don't open this door, yeah. shoot me message. And if I don't respond, uh, then please wait. But I'll promise I'll get back to you. But that's, that's just something I know I've been on with a lot of people uh, that are working remotely and you'll hear the dogs barking and you can't continue a meeting because I'm like, I can't hear you. So yeah, uh, it's, it's definitely a big deal to have a dedicated workspace free of distractions. Yeah, I, I think so. I think that you're, you're, that is a, the key area, you know, being number three, right smash in the middle of the, the quiz that we're taking on. I'm I fit to work remotely because, um, we all just hurried up and, and got a remote space. Like most of us were in a closet, different things like that. And then we knew like what I needed to continue to work remotely. And some people just didn't have that ability. They didn't have a, a space in their home or anywhere else um, to be able to have that workspace environment. I've seen a lot of pop-up companies now that are providing workspace environments. Um, I was just studying last night. I did not know this, and this is not a, I'm not getting paid for this announcement, but the Hyatt Regencies um, and a lot of other hotel chains, you can rent a room for the day, 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. and work from that space. So I just love the create, I mean, they understand that there needs to be a space created for, for the workspace environment. So I think that's important. So you gotta have self-motivation. You gotta have some communication skills. You gotta look at the workspace environment. We got two more to go. So take these notes. Number four, am I fit to work remotely? This is starting to be a pain point. It's been a pain point for me and many others. Technology, technology. do I have the proper technology? And am I proficient in that technology? So Maya, can you kind of unpack that? What is a person, if they're fit to work remotely, what are some basic things required in this area? Oh, so, you know, I would like to cover this in two parts. The first part is uh, the, the, you know, uh, the hardware specs of it. Uh, do you have a Wi-Fi uh, with the minimum speed that your office uh, requires you to have? Do you have a computer with the minimum uh, configuration that your office requires you to have? And, you know, these days, uh, organizations have a checklist before they hire you. So you can always go and go ahead and look at uh, do you have that or what kind of a weight would you require so that's one now when it, when it comes to wi-fi there is one part that i've uh, you know this is something that i've experienced here in india there are times that we have uh, power cuts it, it's not really it's not really prolonged but it'd be like a five minute power cut and uh, if i do not have a router associated with my wi-fi uh, everything just disconnects but if i have that router you know that five minute disruption I'll still, I can still continue to talk while I, while I can wait for my power to uh, be back and I can, you know, um, manage it without any interruption. So that's, that's one of the, one, one of the things on the hardware part of it. When it comes to, uh, 
you know utilizing softwares and tools uh now this is where uh, you know a, a lot of pain areas uh, have you know have been unearthed recently one is uh, with, with with the technological advancement uh, on zoom and teams are you know two preferred uh, tools that people use for communicating uh Zoom and Teams they have gone through a tremendous amount of transformation in the last couple of years and if we do not go ahead and look at uh, what the new features are if we don't constantly inspect what the new future features are we might get locked into uh, an area where uh, we might not be able to continue working uh, you know uh, recently i discovered uh, that zoom has this uh, inbuilt ai feature like if i'm not paying attention or if you know if if something happened and, I, and somebody took my name i can just ask why why was my name taken and it'll tell me who took my name why was my name taken right mm-hmm. and do you want to allow this for all the participants or no you you have that control so knowing uh, you know about your tools about your softwares regularly reading about them keeping up with what what's really happening out there is is the key to ensuring that we are using technology to our advantage and instead of technology using us to its advantage to its advantage and making it a disadvantage for us use technology before it uses you that's the key that's the key <laughs> that's good. Um, you know i remember um I, i decided early in the pandemic like uh probably just a few months into it i wanted to go get a uh, certified in a master of uh, life coach right and so i had to take their very first online course they've never done virtual you always went into a hotel or a venue and so i took their very first one and that's where i got introduced to the most exciting thing i've ever seen before in its breakout breakout rooms and they that was their first time to even use that it was uh, on zoom right it was their first time to even use breakout rooms And I remember coming back and telling Mike, I'm like, you're not even going to believe what I just experienced. They put us in a breakout room and Mike's like, "No." And I said, "Yeah, they put us in breakout rooms." And that's a technology form that we could not do without. We that is uh just a, a staple for us now when we we talk about using that technology. So, I really like the way you broke it down into hardware and utilizing software. And Dr. Tim, um I know she oversees and we have a security team uh within etag and there are some basic qualifications that um i remember her telling us about that one must go through in order from a security standpoint now there's so many security issues that you must pass these things before you can work remotely so uh, we are just speaking on the etag's behalf but if you're sitting at the table with us today then go look to see if y'all have some security protocols in your organization or your private company whatever you're holding there should be some security measures for someone to work remotely. If you don't, I think you stop there because you you need to make sure that your company uh and your clients are secure. So that's that's a requirement something that we do. So thank you for all that. All right, this last one on am I fit to work remotely? I think all of you have something to say here um because it's we have all experienced this and we have all helped each other by holding each other accountable. seen us be disciplined seen us not be disciplined Melissa what is it what's the question i have to check for am i fit to work remotely how is my time management and boundaries you've got to look in that so let's start with you Chelsea because i know that you're newest to the team and i know you've come from uh the the teacher world and you're now an executive you know corporate trainer and you're also a new mom 
and you have got to have some time management and boundaries. Can you kind of, what, what, what should we be looking for in this area? Absolutely. So I um, have kind of struggled with this, to be honest. Um, and I, I'm having to adapt quickly. One of our character commitments is adaptability. And that is like my mantra for right now, this season of life uh, with the nine month old. And I will say, it depends on what it is, but I struggle with procrastination. I struggle with overworking. It just depends on kind of what's going on. And I will tell you for my accountability, my own accountability, my workspace, going back to that previous point is my workspace. I have to finish my task before I leave here. I make myself finish before I leave here. I also practice um, the Pomodoro effect where you are a strategy where you work for 30 minutes and then go take a five minute break. Uh, you work for 15 minutes and then go take a break. Um, I, I, that's very important to me and that's something that I could not do as a teacher that I can do working remotely. Um, now the key there is making yourself be self-disciplined to come back um, and <laughs> that um, you know you're not procrastinating or keeping your phone on because my phone is attached to my hand right even when I'm out there I can close this door but I still have to make sure that I'm not answering messages or because they do come to my phone so um, sometimes I even turn my teams on do not disturb just because I'm like I need to disconnect um, I will also say like for procrastination one thing that Melissa would actually did to help me is the only time I really procrastinate is when I get stuck on something like the, there's something that my brain's just not working on that way. It's not really like a, I just don't want to do it because I love what I do, but sometimes I get stuck and I don't know the next step. It's like too overwhelming. And so she did something with me called the unstuck box. She started it with me. And the only thing that she said to do, she's like, okay, you have, you're having trouble with this task and why don't you try this? List what you're gonna change in order from one to five. And in order of most important, this needs to be changed now to least important. And just little strategies like that help so much. Um, in addition to having that accountability partner, like I called her and said, she called me in a touch base and said, Hey, where are you at on this? And so having that accountability and I'm like, uh, honestly, I'm procrastinating. I don't know my next step. And so, um, that was, that was very helpful, helpful for me. Wow. Yeah. I, I think just recognizing. Now I was going to say, I love the word that she said, prepared Melissa. And I think that that's just one of the many things where people tend to fail working remote. They're not prepared. And I think of being intentional and preparing means to prepare your workspace, even if it's in a, a beautiful closet, which I don't believe that's a closet, Chelsea, because you it looks like a, 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 an office space, which is what you've created. So you were intentional about that. But I think no matter where you, you're working, because we do have employees that may be, may be working on their sofa, they're working at the kitchen table, they're working on the patio, um, they're working at their dining room table, or they may have a, a desk in a corner, or they may have an office. And Melissa referenced everyone has a, a different space. 
but being intentional is important. But I do want to highlight some areas of opportunity that I've noticed in an HR, from an HR perspective. And one is, it is important that we are able to eliminate distractions. I mean, distractions can be the, the television, don't have it on. It could be your music is too loud. You may not need to have it on or you may need to have it on low, which can also be a benefit. Having some Mozart going on in the background at a very, very low volume can be very beneficial. It can actually enhance employee satisfaction, but it shouldn't be a distraction. People coming and going. There are some people who have children at home or other family members who are working from home, but it's important to eliminate the distractions. But I also think of ergonomics and just being, you know, we, we talk about wellness. And when you work remotely, a lot of times you're not thinking about your posture or you're not thinking about, you know, how, how, how professional you're gonna sit upright and, and take care of yourself or how you're sitting or where you're sitting. And those things are very important because we want you to maintain healthy bones, right? Healthy bone structure. And so you just have to take care of yourself in, in regards to that. And then routine, we've seen individuals not having a routine. They just wake up, roll out of bed, and turn on their laptop and think they're ready. But you must be mentally prepared to start your day if you're going to give 100%. So I love being prepared and, and setting the environment for a productive workspace. Those are some thoughts yeah. that came to mind. Those are really good. I'm taking notes. I'm taking notes. I know the, I know these podcasters. I know you guys are taking notes. Mike, do you have anything you want to add when it comes to you know, when we talk about um, time management in this area? So, you know, uh, great points covered by Veronica and uh, Chelsea. One of the things that uh, personally helps me, um, you know, uh, is uh, I'm pretty old school. So, you know, you, you see a lot of notes here. Uh, I, I would go ahead and list down as soon as I, as soon as I start my day, you know, like Veronica mentioned, uh, you, you really need to prepare for your day. So, you know, once you're done with uh, taking care of your logistics, you're, once you're done with your breakfast, you're, you're ready to start your day. Uh, the first thing I come and do is uh, look at what do I have on my uh, schedule? Uh, you know, what are, what are some of the meetings that I need to prepare? for what are some of the trainings I need to prepare for you know what, what are the additional tasks uh, uh, emails that I need to respond to and I and I write them down and I keep checking them off um, you know as I, as I complete them because that really gives me a sense of accomplishment when I when I see those sticks coming down on my uh, diary uh, that's one the other part is this is something that I had learned um, when I was watching one of the TED videos, uh, this was by uh, somebody who called himself the master procrastinator. It said that, uh, you know, the first thing when, when a task comes to you, the first thing you got to do is check if you can delete the task, eliminate that task. If, if, if it is a distraction, if it is not really important, check if you can just do away with it. If you can't do away with it, check if you can automate it. Like for an example, as simple as uh, automating credit card or gas uh, payments. Right, it saves you like three minutes uh, right now. Uh, if you if you automate it, it will save you three minutes. And think about it: all the all the time it's going to save you until eternity. Uh, if you can't, uh, you know, automate it, check if you can delegate it. Check if you can delegate it. Is is that something that somebody else uh, on the team can also do? Right. If that is also not possible, then you got to do it. Right. Now, when it comes to you, get you coming to do it, and you know these are all the urgent tasks that keep coming to you. Decide if that needs to be done right now, or can this be parked for a little later? And if it can be parked for a little later, on you know where I make my notes, I park it there. Okay, this is something that I'll do at four o'clock today, or before I leave my day. But you know that ensures that the time that I have right now is dedicated to things that are important at this very moment. And that is something that has really helped me uh, over the years. 
Yeah, Melissa, I think there's. Yeah. I think you're Yeah, go ahead. You know, I'm sorry. There was one more thing that came to mind too, and it's and this message is for the employer or a leader. Okay. Employee engagement is so important, and it is easy to be disconnected. It's easy to become disconnected from an organization when you are remote. So having those, I think Maya mentioned the communication, having those regular conversations with your leaders, but also having regular conversations with your peers. And if the employee is not taking the initiative to do that, then the leader can help be the driver of forming those connections. If there is an activity going on, maybe it's a hybrid activity, encourage your staff to participate, be involved in those competitions that may be online. Just be a part of the organization because before you know it, two, three, four, five, 15 years go by and you're sitting in your little corner in your home office closet, beautifully decorated as you prepared and you do not know what's going on within the state of your company because you've been tunnel vision and you've not focused on employee engagement. And that's critical. That's it. That's good. Some, something that I've done personally uh, is join community events, uh, you know, at EDEC because that ensures that you go to the go to the office, meet with people, talk to them, and then you know also uh, you know some a sense of accomplishment while you're uh, serving, while you're giving back to the community. So it, it serves that purpose absolutely, Veronica. That's that's absolutely true. Right. We call that do life together. Like we do life yes. together, right? Yes. And that's important. That's that's part of our our community give back and internal give back and. And as far as this leadership development team, we're not going to share all of our secret recipes, but we create tons of space for leaders. They can, they can, we don't force with, there are some mandatory trainings, obviously, but we create space where leaders can just jump in all around the world and connect with each other. Uh, we create intentional spaces for them to do that so that you can be connected, right? Because with us, it's not just, Am I working remotely? Because some, sometimes I don't work remotely, but I never get an opportunity to walk into a different country or a different location that eTech may have. So we've got to be intentional um, as a leadership development team of creating those spaces. And, and that's what we've uh, strived to do uh, with the help of this team to be able to do that. So I love all the strategies on the time management as we wrap this up, um, because some people don't have basic time management and boundary uh, boundaries out there. One thing I know that Dr. Chimney and I both do is we, the night before or the morning of, like Mike was saying, is we write a list of everything we're responsible for doing. Okay. And then, uh, it's, it's, I call it, uh, big frog, right? If you, if you've heard of Brian Tracy's book, you know, eat that frog, I will circle. That's it. I got it, Chelsea. Um, I will circle my frog. That means that's the ugliest, slimiest thing that I have to do for that day. And if I don't do it, um, then, you know, it's going to eat me, right? Like Mike said, you know, take care of the technology before it takes care of you. And it's the, your frog is something you're most likely to procrastinate on that really is going to have a detrimental of, of damage to you if you don't do it. So an E, and I know Dr. Chimney does that. She'll list out the things she's supposed to do and she ABCDs, right? She'll circle like things that she has to, uh, to do. And that's what my ink was talking about as far as prioritization. Your frog, Ruthen studies. If you circle your frog or your A, as Dr. Chimney would say, like, I, I cannot leave the day. I can't 
eat dinner tonight unless this is done. This is her A, a item, which is her frog. Um, if you do all the other little tasks, if you do your B, C, a bunch of like 15 Ds and 14 Es, it will drain your energy and you will not be able to eat the big frog. So it's almost like consuming like three pounds of tadpoles and then trying to eat a frog. Does that make sense? There's no, you won't have enough room in your head space or your gut space to be able to do that. So the studies show, if you will eat the big frog first, right? If you will take care of that big task first, it actually gives you momentum to be able to take on those B, C, and D tasks. So those are some things you have to look at. I didn't know this was gonna turn into guidance for everybody. So here we here we go. We can't help but to do so. So am I fit to work remotely? Those are the areas that we really wanna look at. Number one, self-motivation. Number two, communication skills. Number three, workplace environment. Number four, technology proficiency. And number five, my time management and boundaries. I have enjoyed today. We've gotta to come back and do this again. I know.